Harry Bishop and the Council Roundup. Well, nice uh, two-hour meeting last night. Oh. And that included uh, only about 20 minutes or so of zoning. Oh, wonderful. Typically, when zoning's on the docket, uh, it could uh, really extend the meeting. Uh, but a lot of good stuff covered last night. Let's get right into it, Ray. Uh, Springfield City Council, a full council meeting last right. night. Um, we love hearing about uh, how well the city's doing or how not well the city's doing with the financial report that the uh, treasurer puts out. Here's Misty Busher. The corporate fund in the month of September had a beginning balance of $11,619,459. We took in total receipts of $16,820,824. We had total disbursements of $18,393,514, which left the corporate fund with an ending balance of $10,046,769. We had large receipts, Mayor, due to the second installment of property taxes being received from the county, and we dispersed that into the police and fire pension funds. This concludes my report, Mayor Langfelder. All right. It was her birthday yesterday, too. Any discussion? Yes. I'll need to just uh, everybody wish uh, Treasurer oh. Busher a happy birthday today. Oh, look at that. Birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Are you going to sing, Haldeman Redpath? I will. No. I'm like, yes. Yes. I'm like, Please, no. I, I want to hear I that. I sing like Fred Astaire. <laughs> I want to hear it. Somebody's like, we'll follow your lead. <laughs> He's passing. It would be hilarious if he says, I sing like Fred Astaire, but then he starts singing and it sounds like Tiny Tim. Well, by the way, Fred, Ast Fred Astaire was never known for singing. He was right. known for dancing. Right. Here's, uh, uh, so happy birthday, uh, Treasurer. Uh, moving on, uh, they wanted to recognize somebody uh, last night who is uh, moving on from uh, a post that he uh, was put into by uh, the former mayor, Mayor Mike Houston. Uh, here's Mike Lellis. Tonight I'm here to say thank you. Um, it's been an honor and privilege to have served as the 19th director of Oak Ridge Cemetery, uh, Springfield's national treasure. He talked about all the memories he had of being in that position. A lot of uh, this we talked about when it was news back 10 years ago. We started 2011 with an endowed care deficit of $496,272. Remember that? I'm happy to report mm -hmm. that uh, that's been paid back and Oak Ridge Cemetery is now financially sound. Nice. Uh, thanks to you. Nice. Well, don't let the door hit you with a good Lord split you. Oh, that's not that's nice, what they right? say. I mean, he did a good job. Well, he yeah, uh, helped him reverse well that deficit. The, wishing him well wherever he's going. He's gonna this, Some of the accomplishments. This administration and previous administrations, we established an Oak Ridge Cemetery Foundation, which was instrumental in construct, construction of the beautiful original entrance replica on First Street, which also hosted the Lincoln funeral reenactment. He talked about other things that they've done to update the facilities. And he says, you know, if you recall, um, I mean, it was in pretty bad shape. And there were a lot of discussions about uh, what to do about Oak Ridge Cemetery, which is where, you know, the 16th president's buried. Yeah. Uh, it's a popular uh, cemetery for uh, tourists as well. Uh, Mayor Jim Langfelder commending. Mike Lellis. You uh, came in as all directors wish that they leave the area that they oversee in a better position than they found it. And you definitely have done that with Oak Ridge Cemetery. Uh, as some council members may remember, I mean, there was talk about actually selling off Oak Ridge Cemetery at one point in time. If you can imagine that, the second most visited cemetery in the country. And so you've really uh, worked with the administration and the city council to change that. So, Mike Lellis. Where's Onward and upward. Another job in another I have no idea. Another cemetery? Or I'm not what's sure. He doing? No, he didn't really uh, discuss that. I mean, he might be retiring. Who knows? 
Um, but uh, Godspeed, of course. I mean, there was a long, um, <clears throat> a long storyline several years ago about uh, the just the debt that Oak Ridge Cemetery oh, I remember. had, uh, especially with its endowment fund. Uh, moving on, the issue of whether or not Springfield Fire should be able to charge an out-of-city uh-huh. residence we for... We talked about this a little bit last week. We did. Uh, so um, it's up for consideration. Uh, this is an ordinance spearheaded by Alderman Hanauer. Mayor Jim Langfelder wanted to amend it. I would like to amend that to include the... Uh, to exclude municipalities that have a mutual aid agreement uh, with the city of Springfield with regards to coverage. Mayor, I'm I'm sorry, but we we met with some uh, with some uh, mayors from around. We do have some um, neighboring sit, uh, townships that do charge us. I'll ask the chief to come up, and he he knows about this. But I'm I would rather keep this as it stands. Yeah. So um, here's the fire chief. Some of the calls I had, the questions I had were related to when we go there for mutual aid. Mm -hmm. So if we went to, if Chatham has a big fire and we're covering their station, um, they, there would be no, we would not charge for that. We were there, basically we're there on their behalf. Uh, I never had any discussions with anybody as far as a resident of Chatham or um, Sherman traveling through Springfield. So fire chiefs had discussions with various areas. I uh, also found out that some of these various areas outside of the city of Springfield are doing exactly what Springfield's mm. proposing here. Uh, Sherman charges uh, on Chatham interstate. Charges. Chatham has an upcharge for out-of-district residents, yes. I, I know because my son was transported once. So. And what's the charge there? It's 20% higher if you don't live in the city. That's, that's my understanding. Mm-hmm. What about uh, if it's not a bad wreck, right? I mean, the fire chief laid out said that when there's a wreck, sometimes everybody gets out their phones and you got 15 911 calls because right. of some you know, fender bender. And then when fire crews show up, there's no need for them to be there. I mean, they'll check on things, mm-hmm. make sure vehicles aren't leaking fluids and whatnot. But And I, I, I think it would be disingenuous to charge those people for those. You know, I, I wouldn't want a bill for that for, because, you know, technically we didn't have our hands on anybody. We didn't do anything. All right. All right. So now we get to other aldermen asking some questions. And your favorite alderman, Joe McMiniman, mm-hmm. uh, asked some pretty pointed questions about this policy. They got into a really long discussion. And in particular, um, how Peoria was discussing this policy not long ago. They got into a really long discussion about, well, what are we going to do with our students? You know, Bradley University's up there. And um, when a student that drives a car registered out of the city, you know, they live, in, they live their students, um, so forth, but the, the vehicle's not registered. Um, and what happened with the city council up there is they decided to hold the ordinance because they just wanted to review this more. They, maybe they want to tweak it some more. So it's, it's being held. They didn't vote on it. So he... Well, why'd you move to Peoria? You seem to be paying attention to their meetings. He continues to discuss more about uh, this particular policy and some other questions that there may be. So I got was about 50% collection rate on the bills that are sent out. And so in that kind of illustrates something that was discussed on WMAY um, on City Council Roundup. Thank you. Um, Ray Lyle and... Uh, and uh, Greg Bishop had a good discussion. They said, you know, if I'm, in sh- if I'm a tourist in Springfield and I'm going back to Indiana or um, Wisconsin and I get a bill, am I just going to ignore it? 
and they, they just said, yeah, you'll just ignore it. Yeah. I think that explains the 50% collection rate. Just want to. Just like I said last week, I'd throw it in the garbage. Just want to clarify. That you was, said that. It was that. me that said that. I like my credit score. I don't want collection agencies <laughs> coming after no, me. My, my, <laughs> point, my point was this, Greg. Yeah. Uh, I think you're right. If, if I'm living in Wisconsin and I yeah. and I went on vacation to Springfield and there was an accident, especially if it wasn't my fault or something, mm-hmm. and and the fire department had ended up getting me, and I got a bill in the mail, I would pick that bill up, I'd rip it up, I'd <laughs> I'd wipe myself with it and throw oh, it in the stop. garbage. Oh my gosh! I'd throw it in the trash. How's your credit score? That, but I'm saying, it, it, good luck. Take me to court. I'll fight you on it before I'll pay for it. Uh, more about the costs. There's um, expense to collection when we're trying to go particularly outside the county. So the collection aspect. I mean, if they're going to chase you down, Ray, a Wisconsin resident who gets yeah. a bill after an accident, they're going to chase you. That comes with a cost, he says. You, you get these you know, differences of opinion about who you should be billing when the cause of accident was somebody other than who were billed so you know insurance is going to battle the other insurance companies it could turn into a big mess if somebody hit me if some resident of this town hits me i'm gonna end up getting paid i'm gonna end up getting charged for it are you just for you to change for you to save my life i'm sorry isn't your job to save my life and i'm just i'm not I'm not putting what I feel about this policy, what I feel about the fire members. I love those guys, but I'm I'm just being realist. There are going to be people that are going to throw these bills in the trash. They're just not going to pay them. A lot more on this. We'll hear from some other aldermen coming up, and also a citizen who addressed the com- the council on this. Uh, a voice that we haven't heard from in a while, but used to be a regular at the uh, oh. Springfield City Council meetings. So they're back. Yeah, we'll hear from uh, that uh, voice from the past coming up. But one more bit for, here from McMiniman. Considered, and so my recommendation would be to hold it just to discuss the student issue, number one. But there may be some other issues. I think and it continues. recommended that we exclude everyone in Sangamon County from this requirement. Why? Because we've got a lot of folks that come into our city from our surrounding villages. They pay taxes of various kinds, sales tax. Or, and so forth, and do we want to get a reputation uh, within Sagamon County for, for doing this to those that are regular, um, either employees within our city limits, or they shop, or they um, are involved here? Interesting points. Greg, I don't say this very often. Uh-oh. I want to make a, Uh-oh. Make a proclamation. Uh-oh. I don't say it very often. Okay. I wholeheartedly agree with Joe McMenamin. Look at that. Look at that. He's, uh, he's right on in this point. He's right on. So we'll get to other aldermen, uh, citizen addressing the council, and uh, we've also got an update on the dog. <laughs> it's all coming Including up. a question of, what about using a drone? Uh, S- cap- to capture the dog? Or something. I don't know. Uh, stay tuned. That, that's coming up. Put as well a hunk of ham right. on the end of the drone and just have it and have the dog follow it up. Uh, All right. It is uh, the Real Little Morning Show and the Council Roundup. Right. Uh, we have Culver's Western Wabash pretzel bites dipped in Wisconsin cheddar cheese sauce. Need I say more for a limited time? Culver's Western Wabash. Hartley sunny today. All right. Let's get back to it. So, talking about uh, should the fire department be able to charge out of city residents if they have to respond to a vehicle accident in Springfield and do like a extrication, for instance, uh-huh. or they can get the jaws of life out, split your car open to save your life. Uh, it'd be like a $750 Ooh. charge. Um, Fire Chief Alan Reine saying that that's less than other areas. 
um, that do the same thing. Uh, but here's Alderwoman Turner uh, with, with her thoughts. This is a situation that would only come into play under extreme circumstances. It would not be at every automobile accident. Right. It would be extreme circumstances. Like when they have to get the jaws of life out, for instance. Uh, more from the Alderwoman. And our collection right now is probably somewhere in the high 90%. And it doesn't... And the way that the processes that she has set in effect do not cost the city anything. Transfers the cost of collection to the person that they're collecting from if indeed they get that person to actually pay out. Do they go after the insurance company or the, the individual? or I, I believe anybody that'll pay. So if the individual sends it to the insurance company, then there you go. Uh, Alderman Redpath chiming in on some of what McMiniman had to say. McMiniman brought up a good point. Uh, Lincoln Land Community College and UIS is in my district at the lake. And, and um, I was, uh, for a point of information from Corporation Council, would these people be subjected to municipal court to appeal um, any kind of charge if uh, they were hit with that because they are temporary residents here they're not permanent residents is that something that that can we could uh, they could do yeah I mean, that's a, that's a great question right um is there so gonna be absolutely. like some kind of administrative court where somebody can go and say listen i'm a student here uh because you get a lot of questions back and forth about um you know driver's licenses yeah. and is that person uh who's a student at uis who's been living on campus for the past nine months they may be from, you know, Detroit Rock City. But they live but they technically live. they spend more time in the year in Springfield than they do in their own hometown. Yeah. So uh here's here's a little bit on that, you know, question overall with several Haldermen talking over each other and discussing the you know, you just look at the driver's license, but then the fire chief chiming in. Driver's the license driver's is license. the most logical. Yeah. That would be the easiest for us to get because the they police move, always they acquire can that show information. cause that they've moved and they're in they're in a new you know, there should be an appeals process, in right. my opinion. Well, yeah. I, Anything else? I absolutely. If somebody feels like they got a bill that, hey, you know, maybe you didn't do everything, then we can review the report. I mean, there absolutely should be an appeals process. So that could be something that the um, uh, Corporation Council works with um, the fire department on uh, with their uh, administrative functions there. Uh, coming back from the uh, news here, we'll hear from a voice from the past because uh, citizens can address particular ordinances uh, that are up for consideration, and one citizen wanted to address this particular ordinance. So stay tuned. It's coming up. All right, more Council Roundup right around the corner. Let's uh, break now for some uh, news. Uh, Culver's has pretzel bites dipped in Wisconsin cheddar cheese sauce. Culver's Western Wabash. Here's Greg Bishop. With new Ray Lytle. Let's get back to it. The council roundup. All right. Two-hour meeting last night. A lot covered. And let's uh, let's get right in back into it where you've got a um, conversation about should the fire department be able to charge out-of-city residents for, um, you know, for, for extreme crashes that may happen, as uh, Alderwoman Turner says. Uh, here's a citizen who uh, says he's got a unique perspective and a voice, Ray, that we haven't heard at the city council in quite some time. All right. I got a unique perspective on this. My name is James Meister. Oh, Remember no. Mr. Meister? Oh, he's back. Yeah. He used to show up all the time, talk about all yeah. kinds of things. I think uh, his main issue was uh, abandoned buildings back in the day, back in like 2013 or something when we did the show. Uh, but he, uh, he says he's got a unique perspective here. I have two addresses. I live and own for seven months out of the year at 219 Campfire Lane, Petersburg, Illinois. That is on my driver's license. 
for five months out of the year. I reside at 160 Forest Avenue, Lot 1, Springfield, Illinois. Spring, what's Springfield? belongs to my wife. I married her and we lived there five months out of the year. So I have a unique perspective on the fact that I live in both places. So he talks neither about... Neither one wants you. <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, he talks about uh, tourists visiting the city. You have up the taxes on the hotels. So now the people visiting your tourist areas and everything else are paying Springfield taxes. Talks about sales taxes, gas. So, I mean, so much economic activity that tourists bring. But he also mm-hmm. talked about the employees from other areas that work in Springfield. What about the thousands and thousands of medical people and everybody else that works here in Springfield that live in Taylorville. He rattles off Athens and Chatham and Sherman, and he just rattled off a bunch of different areas where well, people th- come I to think, Springfield uh, to work. I mean, Joe talked about the Sangamon County people yeah. giving them a... I think that's what he's talking about. Right. They work here, they pay employment, employment taxes. Oh, wait a minute. Before they go home, they hit the stores, go shop, and they pay the shop taxes. taxes. They fill up the cars. They pay taxes there. Right. Right. So, yeah, Mr. Meister making a, making a comeback at the city hall. Why did he and his wife have different addresses? I'm very concerned with that. Well, you know, they got two properties. Why not right. keep them both? Bounce back and forth. It's not like having a property in Florida. I mean, he said it's in Petersburg, so... I don't know if he goes there for the summer months and then he comes back to Springfield for... He goes to lovely Petersburg. This is something that Springfield is supposed to be a tourist. We want the tourists to come in here. We want them paying our taxes other ways. Yeah, so he again makes that point. Uh, Speaking of tourism, Scott Dahl, tourism director for the city of Springfield, gets up there to talk a bit about this. This has been on the state books for 20 years, allowable for 20 years. Um, Peoria, Naperville, as we mentioned, uh, 15 fire districts in the Chicago area, including Carbondale, um, have included a similar type of ordinance to this. So uh, this is something that's popping up all over the, all over the state, quite frankly. So um, even though uh, Mayor Langfelder wanted to amend it, nobody motioned. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. McMiniman motioned to amend it to okay. allow for yeah. some kind of, you know, change for um, uh, the the cooperation agreements they have with Chatham and, and Sherman for whatnot to allow that to, to kick in instead of having a charge go to a Chatham residence, for instance. So McMiniman made that motion for the mayor's Anybody amendment. second it? Nobody seconded it, and the mayor can't second it because huh. he's the chair. Right. Uh, so that amendment went nowhere. Oh, boy. Um, Ultimately, though, it was passed. So hmm. if you live in Chatham, if you live in Sherman, if you live in Taylorville and you get in a wreck in Springfield and you have to be um, forcibly removed from your car for safety reasons, eh, you can expect a $750 bill. Oh, I, I live in Springfield, thank God. Oh, I live in south part of Sangamon County, so uh, better uh, well, not get in get, accidents. When you get in a, a life-altering accident, I'll make yeah. sure to remind We, we can do a GoFundMe to help me pay the $750. Yeah. Um, all right, so on to something else. Uh, they passed, you know, this, that, and the other, and then it was time for new business, old business, and whatnot. Uh, all the woman DeCenso jumping in here to uh, get an update on a issue that's captivated Springfield. To the chiefs in the room, any chief? Take a chief, any chief, both chiefs. <laughs> Can I get a chief here? Any chief. You didn't get yelled at. It was Can a I get question. a chief here? I'm just joking. <laughs> um, what can we do to get the dog off the roof? The, you want to know about the dog? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I,
so, get uh, the dog I, down. I, I, I'll give you a little history on the dog. I didn't know anything about the dog until yesterday. That's amazing. I mean, you know, typically it's a cat in a tree story. Yeah. No, it's a dog at the top of a, a 12-story building factory. <laughs> uh, here's more from the fire chief. The, the biggest problem we have is, you know, you're probably 12 stories up there. Crazy. And our ladder is going to reach about the fourth or fifth story. Yeah. So we can't just set up a ladder <laughs> truck. You know, when I first saw the picture, it was a it was a close up shot of the dog oh, yeah. looking over look the, the edge. Lo- you got to look at the long scale one. Oh my gosh! It's just, yeah. yeah, twelve. You're twelve stories up there, and that dog's yeah. just hanging out. That's nuts. Uh, well, it obviously climbs some stairs to get up. Well, and, no question. Yeah, know. right. He's not Superman. He can't just hop up there. Uh, more from the fire chief. Uh, they're very familiar with the dog. They- In particular, on uh, animal controls, uh, knowledge of this dog. Uh, they're very familiar with the dog. They've been trying to uh, to trap, uh, live trap. I should point out, live trap live. the dog. And uh, whether or not it's been uh, captured or not, somebody is either letting it out or taking that, um, that disarming the trap. So Tom was right. Somebody is sabotaging animal oh, control efforts. Jack, we heard that from Jack Campbell. Didn't he say something about yeah, that? Yeah, somebody's sabotaging the efforts yeah. there. Uh, it's not just that. It's not really an issue of private property rights or whether we can be there. But there are uh, certain areas that are still hot. That uh, really, if anybody, even Asbestos. the dog, were to come out, needs to be deconned. And that includes us. Oh, um, we've thought about a uh, drone trying to get up there and fly that through the open door to see what we can do um you know i'm only speculating you can't pick up the dog with a drone and fly it down that's not gonna happen no no, it's not gonna happen. but to to get a better shot of what's going on better see what's what's happening who else is up there i'm only speculating but i think somebody's taking care of the dog somebody is feeding that dog and there you go could be a homeless person or as tom suggested it could be Oh, Tom suggested there's a meth lab and the dog is protecting it. That's just because Tom is insane. Uh, more police, and uh, I'm going to be out there at 9:30 to meet with the attorney general because the biggest problem is is somebody's clearly accessing the building, and that exactly. that's very concerning to me because you know if if they fall in one of those man traps, we're the ones that are going to have to go fix that. Oh boy. Um, so this raised you know even yesterday when we talked about it, uh, the whole issue about. The Pillsbury plant in general, right. right? And somebody even brought up Alderwoman Turner and, you know, said, why isn't she doing anything about that? Well, she responded to not just the dog, but the overall issue of um, uh, Pillsbury Mills. I think this is an opportunity to, again, reiterate the city cannot do anything with that building because we do not own the building. It is private property. Yeah. She continues. The property is under the control of the federal EPA. The city doesn't even have control of the building. It's under the control of the federal EPA. So it kind of really ties the city's hands. She has uh, more to say. We're doing everything that we know to do that's in our control to do. We're trying to... Trying to, you know, get all stakeholders involved here and get it cleaned up. So uh, that's the latest update on the dog. All right, we'll probably hear more about that in the days ahead. Um, another citizen at the end of the meeting wanted to address the council. Let's hear from them opening up an issue that, uh, well, a couple of months ago um, seemed like a great idea, and then it slowly devolved into um, you know, a yelling match with negative oh, billboards popping those. up, and uh, then it uh, turned into a vote that uh, some said was uh, racially segregated, and then it went into uh, you know 
people that were backing the project no longer backing the project. So let's hear more about Helping Hands. State your name and address, we'd appreciate it. Good evening, Mayor Lane Felder. I'm Angela Harris. I'm president of Pioneer Park Neighborhood Hi, Association. Angela. All right. She talks about a request she and the Neighborhood Association there are um, asking the city to do uh, last night. She's asking for them to act last night. That you, this body, revoke your past passage of that zoning change for that location. We know that the funders have withdrawn, and we know by media that Helping Hands has withdrawn their pursuit of that location. So uh, Angela wants them to go ahead and reverse that decision. She wanted that vote last night. That if no action is done tonight, then that zoning that you approved two weeks ago will stand. Is that correct? That's kind of the understanding out there, unless there's extenuating circumstances, which the uh, ordinance did include. Here's Jim Zirkel. It dies automatically after 10 months if no action. No, it, it is, uh, again, I don't have it right in front of me, but my memory is there. it was conditional with certain actions being required within a certain time frame. So then Angela Harris started asking uh, the Corporation Council, Jim Zirkel, some questions, and uh, Corporation Council wasn't really willing to respond mm. directly. I'm not going to, I'll be happy to um, answer questions for the members of the uh, committee, for the council, but uh, my last uh, communication with your uh, attorney and technically I'm not supposed to be talking to you because you have an attorney who wrote me a letter saying that he represents yeah. you so uh, just by way of information for the council uh, presently uh, we have received a letter uh, from council representing uh, the neighborhood association basically indicating that they were going to pursue legal action and that has been the last communication that I have had uh, from uh, council representing the neighborhood association He's the attorney for the alderman in the city. He right. can't represent a he nor can represent he a regular constituent. Nor can he uh, risk any kind of um, you know crossing of lines oh, by yeah. answering questions outside of official proceedings Liability in a court case. issues and right. so on and so forth. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. That's your council roundup. And by the way, they, 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 if it's, it's going to die anyway. Nobody's going to step up and provide funding for it. All right, that's your council roundup. Thank you, Greg. Word. 751, it's a very loud morning. Show Culver's has uh, pretzel bites dipped in Wisconsin cheddar cheese sauce. Need I say more? It's Culver's West on Wabash. Partly sunny with a high of 54. Clear tonight, low 38. Thursday, sunshine, 60 the high. For your Friday, sunshine, 67 the high. Saturday, got a chance of showers with a high of 67. As the